Welcome to Season 5 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My passion is old houses, new technologies, and sustainability. Previous seasons of this podcast have featured many vendors, subcontractors, architects, designers, covering many aspects of renovations and hiring professionals to help. In this season, I'll be focusing on collecting even more renovation stories because we can all learn from each other and I just can't resist talking to people about their houses. We've got another renovation story today. This one, a 5,100 square foot Queen Anne Victorian in Buffalo, New York. Stacy and Rick Fraganzi, the people behind the Instagram account This Old House Allentown, joined me to talk about their fifth renovation, which is a truly amazing house that I'm looking forward to seeing one day. We talked about window repair, getting unwanted smells out of the house, taking down walls, and more. So here's my conversation with Stacy and Rick. Well, first, I just want to say, Rick and Stacy, thank you for coming on and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. So tell me about Allentown, which we were just discussing, I thought was Pennsylvania, but turns out it's the historic district of Buffalo, New York. So we live in Buffalo, New York, and the um, neighborhood we live in is called Allentown. It's it's very small. It's a preservation district where all the houses in Allentown are on the preservation mm. so on the preservation district. And uh, it's only about one square mile. That's a pretty good amount of houses to be preserved. I think I'll have to go go over and check it out. Yeah. And all, all the houses are pretty much Victorian style from turn of the century. Buffalo has a lot of architectural history. Mm. This was always a neighborhood that I've always liked since I was a kid. There's a lot of restaurants. It's very walkable. Shops. Um, it's near the theater district. It's um, near the Elmwood Village. So it's, it's a pretty historic area. and We like it here. And so how long have you been there? We've been here for five years. At your current house? Yes. Okay. And there's an 1895 Victorian? It's an 1895 Queen Anne, Anne. 5,100 square feet. Um, It was originally built by a prominent local brewer. His name was George Ginther. And he was the president of a lot of local breweries, but most notably the Phoenix Brewery. And it was originally a single family home. During the Great Depression and Prohibition closed down all the breweries. The house was then divided into a five family home. Wow, five. Yeah. And over the years, it was converted back to a three family home. We're restoring it back to a single family home, and that's how we're living in it now. But we are converting an area upstairs that's going to be an Airbnb. Okay. A lot of our neighbors Airbnb, and we're in a good neighborhood to do that. So that's what one of the units will be. Well, that's interesting. So did you say it was 5,100 square feet or 61? 51? 51. That's a very large house. You probably have noticed that. (laughs) We figured we would leave it as a three unit like to be returned back to that it's not if we sold it at a later date not a lot of people want a 5100 square foot home true and this way it could be easily divided back into three units if they wanted to yeah that's a good idea i mean i always say that we don't know what future people are going to want to do but it is good to have that option with something that big Mm -hmm. yeah they say that if you have over i think well i don't know what the source is for this okay but when i at some point in my life someone told me over three thousand square feet you definitely need to hire a cleaning service (laughs) not a bad idea yeah but you can't manage it on your own I mean I can because I just ignore everything so it would bother me but I ignore a lot yeah (laughs) okay so how did you how did you come upon the house it seems like you had an old house before previously so it's kind of a long story actually um our previous house was also a Queen Anne Victorian and uh we lived there for 23 years it was kind of in a, a suburb of Buffalo in a 
a country village type area. And we decided that we always like to come downtown and go to restaurants and things. And we were coming downtown a lot. We both work downtown and we thought, why are we living so far? And when we retire, do we want to drive everywhere? We figured we would just rather have it live in a neighborhood where we could walk to things and do things. So yeah, that makes sense. We've always loved old houses. We've renovated. This is our fifth house we've renovated. But we both had a long wish list of what we wanted. Rick, what was your wish list? Mine was if we were in the city, I wanted a driveway and a garage or the ability to build a garage. Mm. Because a lot of the lots in the city are small. Yeah. So that narrowed our search down quite a bit. Yeah. And then what was your wish list? I had a much larger wish list, actually. (laughs) And I wanted to downsize, actually. I wanted an 1,800 square foot craftsman because our previous house was a Victorian. Okay. I liked craftsmen's. I wanted to do that. We have a lot of that in the city. I also wanted something move-in ready because I didn't (laughs) want to renovate houses anymore. (laughs) Okay. So I can see you stuck to your list. (laughs) (laughs) And then on top of that, I wanted stained glass. I wanted pocket doors, fireplaces, unpainted woodwork, a porch, Mm. lots of charm and character. Okay. So we looked for about two years. Yeah. We couldn't settle on anything. Um, a lot of the houses we looked at, all the woodwork was painted. That was a big no. As soon as I saw that, I was out. Hmm. They all needed a kitchen and a bathroom. Right. And I didn't want to renovate. Everything was, I mean, I could write a book on the ugliest kitchens and bathrooms in the city of Buffalo from all the houses we looked at. <laughs> that would be kind of an interesting book, actually. Yeah. <laughs> when we got to this house, it kind of had everything on both of our wish lists, but it was in pretty bad disrepair, I would yeah. say. The exterior was covered in vines. It had peeling paints. The siding was bad. Um, it had like a 10-foot hole in the roof that was leaking on the inside. Hmm. Funny how that's the, that's the fourth thing you mentioned or fifth thing. You didn't mention that at first. <laughs> and that's then, easy to uh, fix. As we were waiting to come inside, there was a feral cat community oh. outside. Outside or so inside? We, well, both. Oh. We found out, yeah. So then when we got to walk, you know, we toured the inside of the house. I could barely stand to walk through it all because of the odor. I mean, it was, they were chain smokers and they had dozens of cats living inside and outside of the house. Wow. You mean the owners had dozens of cats? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. And she was a feral cat caretaker. Apparently. So. Apparently she yes. was. Yeah. So it was, it was rough to walk through. In fact, some friends of ours walked through the house with us and they had to leave. They couldn't <laughs> even stand it long enough to get through the whole house. Wow. And, you know, the house had a lot of charm. It had a lot of woodwork, a lot a lot of beautiful woodwork, but a lot of it was painted, but a lot of it was unpainted. Mm. There were beautiful fireplaces and mantles, but they were all covered in brick and, and closed. Um, it had original windows, which I liked, but they were all painted shut, mm-hmm. nailed shut. They didn't work. The ropes were broken. What what did have ropes were all painted. I mean, it was it was rough. Mm-hmm. So how did this how did this pass your <laughs> test of the list? Well, it kind of didn't. I was a hard sell. And then uh, we had brunch at a restaurant across the street. Rick was like, this was the house. He was convinced that this was the house and he was tired of looking mm-hmm. and it was this house or no house. So we were going to stay where we were. So okay, I kind of agreed to it. And then we discussed the renovation work and I said, I wanted a move in ready house and this house clearly was not. And we decided that it would be like a six-month plan. Of course. That seems like, yeah. you know, why not have it be finished yeah. in six months? Yeah. <laughs> and I was told that, you know, we can get rid of the smell in the house and let's do it. So we did. <laughs> How'd you get <laughs> rid of the are. smell? A lot of people have asked me that recently. Well, it was difficult, actually. Um, 
I went through probably eight to 10 bottles of Murphy's oil soap, just cleaning everything over and over and over again. And then it'd be a hot summer day. I would come in, I could smell it all again. Yeah. We actually didn't live in the house for the first year. We kept our old house and we would just come here and work on it because it smelled so bad. We couldn't stand it. Wow. And then I finally called um, ServPro because, you know, they always have the commercials for they clean out the houses after a fire and they Mm -hmm. can get rid of all the odor and stuff. Right. So the woman there told me that, yeah, we could take your money, but those are the two hardest things to get rid of. And we're probably not going to be able to help you. So I had a few moments where I broke down a few times. Mm -hmm. What did you do? We're never going to get rid of this. And just after repeated cleaning, sanding down all of the floors and refinishing everything, getting it all out of everything, it finally went away. What about the fogging machine? Oh, yeah. And I bought a fogging machine from a company that fogs with a like a eucalyptus all-natural product. Oh, that's a good idea. So that yeah. seeps into the and plastic. And she came instead. in and she kind of said the same thing. She's like, yeah, I could take your money. She goes, but I'd have to come back so many times. And she convinced the company to sell me the machine. Wow, that's nice. And we bought it and we fogged it religiously and cleaned it and fogged it and cleaned it and fogged it and redid all the woodwork and the smell went away. Yeah, it's gone. (laughs) That's a big house to unsmell. Was it, did she smoke mostly in one room? Was it worse downstairs? Oh no, the whole house. The whole house. house. They had tenants living because it was three family and the owners lived in the downstairs and they were both chain smokers. And then their daughter lived in one of the units upstairs and they were chain smokers and all three units had cats. And they said, the one tenant told us that the side staircase, they would let the feral cats just run up and down the stairs, just spraying pee. Wow. Yeah. That's not, that's not helpful. Well, that's great. So that's good. That's good way to get rid of the smell. So that's, that's going to be helpful, helpful for me too. Cause they're, it doesn't smell, luckily, it doesn't smell like smoke in here. But can you imagine, I, back in the 70s or when I was growing up in the 70s, people just smoked all the time, yep. everywhere. Everywhere it must have smelled like that, but we just maybe yeah. didn't notice so much. Yeah. 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 Well, times so. change. Okay. All right. So then you ended up fixing it up for a year and then sold your other house mm-hmm. and, yep. and moved in. And it's been just, that's it. You were just finished in a year or you or did you did you stick to that <laughs> schedule? <laughs> nope. No, we didn't stick to that <laughs> schedule at all. <laughs> As we started doing rooms, we started um, doing more than what we anticipated. We actually hired an architect in the beginning mm-hmm. just to give us, you know, a, a plan of the layout, like where, where what were load bearing walls, what weren't. And I, I showed her things where like I thought I would want to put the kitchen. She was on a completely different plan. I mean, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, but she did give us a lot of good ideas. Um, she wanted us to open up a lot of the house mm. and make it like an open concept house like mm. people like now. Yeah. But we weren't on that plan. We were like, we bought this house for the woodwork and stuff. We weren't going to take that down. Right. And she said, this is what people want nowadays. But I was like, I'm fine with the closed off rooms. Me too, just for the record. I mean, I talk yeah. a lot about that, about walls, how walls are really great yeah. to have in a house. But yeah, if there's beautiful woodwork, why would you want to take it down? Right, I exactly. I think there's something to be said for having different uses in different rooms myself uh-huh. even though your house is very big it, it's nice yeah. to have a room that's the library and it's nice to have a room that you play games in and you know I, right. I, I like that myself so yeah and she did give us a good plan on the kitchen because I was going to put the kitchen where it originally was when we bought the house it was very old probably from the 70s 80s and I was just going to gut that section and we were going to put the kitchen where where the kitchen existed you know leave the gas lines where they were the water lines where they were 
And she thought we were crazy. She just saw the light coming through the back of our house and convinced us that the kitchen was, since we were going to spend a lot of time there, it should be spectacular. Well, so she convinced us to use the whole back of the house as the kitchen. So we took what was a bedroom, a bathroom, a hallway, a kitchen, and a pantry and opened it all up. Hmm. And made that one big kitchen because it's south facing and all the light came in from there. And there was a lot of windows. There's probably like six or seven windows in there. Yeah. And where the kitchen used to be just faced our neighbor's house with one small window. It was very dark. It was very small. And she's like, do you want to spend your time in here? And I said, no, not really. So that project ended up taking us a year. Hmm. Those kitchen projects, they do take a while. Well, so now do you have a, a huge sunny kitchen that you love? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she did want us to take down the wall between the kitchen and the dining room. Well, you know, these old houses have beautiful dining rooms. Mm-hmm. has beautiful wainscoting on the walls and everything. And I didn't want to take that down. So yeah. I, I was not on that plan. And that wall was load bearing. So And it was load bearing. And then we had the the cabinetry there's beautiful built-in cabinetry Cabinetry. yeah she didn't like it all she said it was very awkward (laughs) (laughs) but we convinced her we were keeping that yeah well not all architects are the same of course yeah Mm -hmm. so it's important to find one that is on your same you know has has the same interest level that you do in certain things things you love about your house Mm -hmm. it would be good if the person you hire also loves that so yeah just to make it more harmonious well okay so then you did the kitchen Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yep. a lot of room in there. How do you, what, do you have any, I imagine you have a billiards room. This is what I imagine when you tell me it's a 5,100 <laughs> square foot <laughs> queen <We will>. Anne. <laughs> really? Is it going to, have you been to the Mark Twain house in Connecticut? He has that no. billiards room up in the third floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you about our third floor. Our plan well, there. yeah, we have uh, the attic in this house. Um, the ridge beam is 23 feet above the floor. It's just a huge roof. On the on the third floor is 23 feet to yeah. the ridge? It's in yes. the attic. Yep, this is in the attic. It's They finished off some rooms up there. Um, they boxed off some areas. I think people must have lived there at one time. Yeah, there's like it's, chair rail you know, molding and wainscoting on the walls. And, so clearly it was living space at and, some time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and about half of it is just open. And we're going to, you know, and that's probably last on the list. But it's going to be a game room, like you said, billiards, foosball, bar. and a bar. Nice. And, yeah, we're not going to heat it. We did put a fireplace place up there. there. Yeah, yeah, so maybe on the off months. But in the dead of winter, it won't be used. Mm. I just, you know, we don't want to heat that area. Sounds, yeah. Is it the whole entire footprint of the house at 23 feet? Yeah. It's yeah. like 2,500 square foot, that whole yeah. attic, attic area. Space. Wow. But yeah, the plan is, you know, just make it a game room in the uh, the warmer months. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be spectacular because the woodwork up, when I say woodwork, the just the framing in that, just looking at it is amazing. Mm. Yeah, it has that look yeah. of um, kind of like a summer, a summer house, like yep. an old summer house, the shingle style yes. type house that they didn't finish, but that has a beautiful old wood. Yeah, and there's crafters. the house has a turret. So yeah. the third story turret. It's pretty cool, too, because if you're standing inside of it, it looks like you're in the inside of a giant wine barrel. Oh, very it's just cool. just got all the framing and stuff in the peak. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know how they did it. Everything's curved. Mm. And each uh, slat in the roof, they made it like a, a barrel stave, right? It's it's all angled, and you're like, it must have took so long. No one would do that today. No, no, they and wouldn't. And we, we just want to show it, right, mm. and let people see the the craftsmanship from the day. Fun. 
Well, that's that's good. So that'll take care of your what your third floor, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then you just have on the first floor. Do you have any unusual rooms? So the first floor, yeah, we have the turret in the first floor, which we use. Um, we have cocktails and stuff in there, and we have company. Nice. So it's a cocktail room, or what do you call it? Um, the turret. The turret. Call oh, the turret. turret. That makes it, sense. But you know what? It, it's got the beautiful fireplace yeah. in there. We put gas insert in there. Uh, all the woodwork again is, and I don't know how they, you know, they must have steamed it or something, but. The, like the base moldings are probably 14 inches high mm. and they're all curved mm. and they look beautiful. The windows are curved too. It's all wow. curved glass. Yeah. And we did open up all the fireplaces. They were all bricked in. Mm. We opened all of those up and had gas inserts put in all of them. So it's got a nice fireplace in there. That sounds beautiful. Then we have the yeah. dining room, which is off of the kitchen. We had the old butler's pantry upstairs. So we moved it downstairs and put that in our kitchen. So we took that, the one that was downstairs was in the garage and it was just covered just, in cat pee and paint. And, we, and it was destroyed. It was, yeah, it was destroyed. So we moved the one from upstairs downstairs. So we have the old butler's pantry in the kitchen. Hmm. Then we have two living rooms down here. Um, we're going to take one wall down and make it one giant living room eventually. Hmm. And we have a big fireplace in there. And the, and the wall we're going to take down is an original. They put it up just to make more rooms. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, originally so they had a giant, giant living room. Yeah, yeah we yeah. think so. Because back in the Victorian days, mm. usually the front living room had a fireplace. Yeah. yeah. And this first room does not. The second one did. So we think it was all one room at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even plaster, right? It's no, drywall. It's drywall. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense. It would put up whenever. So we don't mind taking that down because it wasn't original. Mm. Well, that's going to be quite a grand room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it has beautiful moldings too. Beautiful crown molding is about, I'm looking at it right now, about two and a half feet tall crown molding. What? Really? How tall are the ceilings? Yeah. Uh, ten, ten foot, foot ceilings. Ten foot. Wow. Yeah. The way they had the house configured, it's easy to put back to a single family home because the whole downstairs was one unit. And then there's a side entry for the house. We have a front and a back entry that we can get to the downstairs. And then there's a side entry off the driveway. Where if you go up the stairs, you turn left, it was one unit, and you turned right, and it was another. So it's just a door mm-hmm. separating mm-hmm. it. So then that section of the house we want to Airbnb has two fireplaces, yeah, two bedrooms, kitchen that we're currently working on now. Mm. That um, sounds great. Yeah, and the bathroom. We've already done the bathroom. We raised the ceilings back up. They were lowered at some point in time. Yeah, with the roof leaking, instead of they didn't fix the roof. And instead of repairing the ceiling from water damage, they built a false one underneath, <laughs> like two feet lower. So, okay. Well, yeah, that's we, one way to do it. Yeah. So we took all that down and then we removed the old ceiling because there was too much water damage. And the way we actually discovered it is our dogs discovered it. Um, they were in the attic and oh. they crawled under a space into a little room and we could hear them licking water. And what they did was they just put bins, plastic bins in this little room and made a plastic chute where the water was coming from the leaking roof into these bins. And the bins were just overflowing and leaking into the house. Yeah. What was the plan for the bins? I don't think they had a plan. (laughs) They just put them up there. They loved the house. Yeah. The people who lived here lived here for like 45 years or something. And I think it just got to be too much for them eventually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They weren't handy people. I think you have to be handy to own an old home. Yeah. Do you have any, did, I mean, you've renovated so many houses. Were there any surprises in this particular house or? No matter what room we did, we opened up a can of worms somewhere. Yeah, yeah we're used to, right? We're yeah. used to, we always have a plan. 
and um, it always has to change, and it always takes mm-hmm. us longer and costs us more. Yeah, That's okay. We've, we've learned that everything. <laughs> That's a good takes, summary right there. Yeah, yeah. everything's mm-hmm. going to take us three times as long and cost us three times as, as much. much. That's what we've learned. So, like for the kitchen in the back, you know, like our plan was, we're just gonna, you know, freshen it up, leave everything in place, and we don't have to do the plumbing, electrical, and all that. And it turned into a huge renovation, and we had to, we build our own cabinetry. You know, and uh, we had to, uh, we do all our own electrical and plumbing and whatnot. So uh, by moving everything, it took a lot longer, but the end result, it was much better. You know, Mm. it was worth it. Plus when we moved all the walls to make the kitchen, all the duct work that led to the upstairs were all the heat, water, gas lines, everything. We're now in the middle of our kitchen Mm. and we had to remove all that. So and move it and the whole upper apartment that was above that we turned into our master suite and we really don't have much heat up there no. <laughs> we so. still haven't quite figured that part out yet how we're going to manage that hmm. well you only need heat certain times of the year anyway, <laughs> yeah. so. we did put heated floors in so that helps do you sleep in in stocking caps yeah I used to do that at my old house a lot, a lot of covers a lot of blankets yep i do love the idea of it just planning on it taking three times longer, three times <laughs> yeah. more expensive and, and all the rest of it. Well, it's great that you do all the work yourself, though, because, oh. I don't know, it's like a kind of a really fun yeah. hobby, kind of. It's become fun, but it wasn't. It's not always. And <laughs> what the other thing we found out is contractors don't want to do the work. They don't want to work on old homes. They don't want to work with the old electric and the plaster walls and the elaborate moldings. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want small jobs. They're all looking for a big job. So mm-hmm. like even with our last house, when we did the kitchen, we were going to contract that out. And, you know, we called about 10 places. I think two people showed up to give us an estimate and we never got the estimate. So mm-hmm. like, well, I guess we got to do it ourselves. Yep. And we had to learn how to do things ourselves. And back then there was no, we didn't have the internet. You know, we didn't have ways to Google things and figure out how to do it. And we never did it yeah. before. We had to buy books and learn how to do it. Now you can pretty much look up anything on the internet and figure you out really how to can, do it. You really can, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does change a lot. It changes yeah. a ton, actually. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make it any easier to physically do it. You just might have more direction as to what to do. Yeah, and we did things a lot better, you know. So, like, yeah. we figured out how to do a heated floor in the bathroom. And I, that's how I learned how to tile was on the internet. Mm. You know, those were things I'd never done before. Oh, that's great. So is this your favorite house that you've had so far? I think it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely has the most character of any house that we've owned. And the location's great. The location we love. Yeah. and and I'd love for it to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Really, though? I mean, if when it's done, are you going to just stay there or do you think you'll want to maybe downsize? Rick doesn't want to downsize, no. No. uh, I, I would say, you know, if the Airbnb portion works out uh i would love to stay here like i said the location's great uh plenty of space and you know uh for the city it's quite a yard yeah it's we do com- have a nice backyard yeah and it's- so you got your garage ready? yep got my garage you got a four-car garage got a four-car garage whoa it's not huge i mean it's not deep you know like my last car that i had didn't fit in it so i had to downsize my car to fit in the garage <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, they didn't. They didn't make the garages quite as big back then. No, no. no. Yeah, but the cars weren't t- tiny, so I don't really understand that. But <laughs> but when you did the research on the house, Stace at the historical society, right? You were mm-hmm. looking at the drawings. And I think you said you saw the garage showed up in the twenties. Yeah, it wasn't prints. there initially. It wasn't there. Yeah, 
So your house was originally belonged to a prominent brewer and then yep. it kind of, you know, went on kind of hard times during the depression where a bunch of people lived there and they were just living in the house, but not necessarily there because they wanted an old house. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and then it sounds like maybe the last owners were a little more into the old house aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then just got too tired. Yeah. Which I can relate to. And it's interesting because Rick and I both are home brewers. So oh, you are. Yeah, we thought that that was interesting that the original owner was a brewer. So we're going to make yeah, a beer lab upstairs. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> kind That's of great. commemorative, you know, yeah. to him. What are you going to call the beer? Um, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could name it after him. What was his name? Yeah. George Ginther. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have, um, there's a carriage stoop in front of our house with his name on it. Like back in the day, they had those. And um, his great-grandson... I think it is great great contacted us a couple of years ago and asked us if he could have that carriage stoop. Oh, and you said no. I said no. I said we, we kind of want to, we're trying to bring the house back to its original grandeur. And we did invite him over and he came over and I think he was very impressed with how we were restoring the house. He had never been in the house, but it was, I think he enjoyed his time here and he was okay with us keeping it like because we, what we were doing with the house. Yeah, it makes sense to keep yeah. it there. Yeah. To me, the big, biggest thing is patience, do it right. A lot of time, like, like we said, right, you, uh, it always takes longer, but it's worth it to do it right, you know. I get a little impatient. Rick does the behind the scenes kind of work. Like he's like, yeah, rewiring we, the whole house. When you're, when you're doing the electrical, of course, it's a lot easier if you, you know, open the whole wall up and take everything out. But with the woodwork, we don't want to touch it. So it takes a little longer, you know, to find and feed wire and get the plumbing in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you're done, you know, it, it's, it's still got the original look. And I like the old plaster walls. I didn't want to take any of that. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, so we save as much as possible. Yeah. And the, the extra effort's worth it. And, it. and it's nice to have the updated mechanicals, right? The updated wiring, updated plumbing and whatnot. So mm-hmm. you have that convenience. And then with the old... Uh, with the old, you know, look. Yeah. How yeah. do you get it in there? Do you, I, one of my houses, we cut a, mm, I don't know what we call it, cut a channel on the wall at about yep. 25 inches or so. So it's just a, a strip that was gone. And so they just use that and then they patch that. And Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. called a, a hot patch. Yep. And hot uh, patch. that's one way to do it. Uh, another way is, so in the attic, I could see when they, when they put in the knob and tube, the older wiring, you know, because oh, yeah. the house was built before electricity. Yeah. So when they added it, you could see in the floor where they removed floorboards. Mm. You saw the original and then you could go, oh, yeah, look where they face nailed them back down. And, you know, there's a little damage from prying them up. So you can figure out what they did and that you can repull that up and I'll get wire into the attic and then drop it back down the walls in there mm. then you don't have to do that hot patching you know there's some rooms where we want to add wiring where it was never there and we do exactly what you said you cut that channel and you feed yeah. it the wall and it takes a long time i mean yes. it takes months to do one room so kind of while he does that and i'm getting impatient i decide well i'm going to strip the woodwork in this room yeah. things that i wasn't really planning on but then i end up stripping the woodwork and we take all the windows out as we do a room, we fix the windows. And so I can work on that stuff while he's doing that behind the scenes kind of yeah. things, the plumbing, the electric. And- yeah. You, 
you do a good job with the windows. She pulls them out, reglazes them, you know, caulks up everything, new chains. And, put chains in where the ropes were. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then we end up, you know, putting storm windows up also. Where do you get your storm windows? Where did you get those? So I found this place called Allied Windows. They do, mm-hmm. um, I had to have historic ones for them yeah. because we're in a preservation district. They had to be historic. And they're actually nice. They're all glass and they're like, I don't know, some, some kind of glazing finish on it. I don't remember what, but it made a huge difference. And, and they're not super noticeable from the outside. They're not like the old 1950s triple trap aluminum. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they can do it custom, make them any color you want. We had screen put in them all so we can open because there were no screens in the house. You couldn't open any windows. We have a, a lot of stained glass. Um, the historic windows, I mean, they're, they're still here. They're 130 years old and they're still working fine. And people buy these vinyl windows and in 15 years, Ugh, I know. replace them all. And they don't look good. We had a lot of plexiglass windows too in the house when we bought it that we discovered mm-hmm. later on as, you know, windows people broke. The neighborhood was not very good back in the 70s and it was probably house had probably been broken into multiple times. Mm, yeah. And they were replaced windows with plexiglass. Yeah. So we had to get glass for those. Tell her how we went you know, to one of the restoration oh, yeah. places and because the older glass is wavy and the new mm-hmm. stuff is perfectly flat. Yeah. We would go find, um, th- there's a few restoration shops around here that just are salvage shops. We could go find an old window with the wavy glass. We oh. would take it out and then cut it down to fit our windows. Just oh, so that's an excellent it, idea. Yeah. yeah. Just so it looked the same. Yeah. I love that. I yeah, love that. Cause yeah, my, my old windows, my old, old house, we had them rebuilt, but yeah, it was, there's the wavy part, and then there's and then obviously new parts. And so, yeah. yeah, I wish I'd thought of that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they, they sell you the window for $5, yeah. right? They just, they're like, you want that? Yep, five bucks. Give me it. And yeah. That's what we usually did. I did Great break, idea. I did break one of the curved windows. Yep. Um, oh. One time I was painting in that room. Kind of forgot that the ropes were broken in there, and I had a paintbrush in one hand, and it was about 100 degrees out, and I just flipped the window up with the other hand, forgetting that it wasn't going to stay there, and it just came crashing down. Yeah. yeah, that was an expensive repair because <laughs> I found only two places in the whole country that make curved glass windows. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Well, we won't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is that you they're back to being whole, right? Yeah. That must be. So actually, I do need to know about that. So they did you send them the window and then they sent back the window with the glass in it? I mean, I guess that would be. Well, they wanted the radius of the window, which we but, couldn't figure out how to do. You know, and right. That's the, what I would think. I just sent in the whole window. Yeah. So I tried to take the piece of broken glass and trace it on paper. And then I <laughs> made the dimension of the window on the paper. And then I showed them where the curved part was that I could line up and had them kind of figure out the rest. And it, it, yeah. it wasn't perfect when I got it, but... It was good enough. You know, like when I put it in and glazed it, it didn't line up exactly. But once you put the glazing in there, I mean, no one's ever going to know. I mean, well, now they will because I Well, now they will because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, and then, you know, it, it was about $1,000 for that window. For one glass. Yeah. yeah. Because we had to pay for the glass. Then I had to pay for a shipping crate mm-hmm. to be made. And then I had to pay for shipping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while That's- we did it, I said, as long as I'm paying for the crate and the shipping, the edit, or the basement windows on the turret. Or they were yeah. all yeah. broken. And so, so I just had all those made too. Yeah. Well, 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 that's not too, I mean, that's less than I thought it would be. Well, that was about five years ago. I'm sure now it's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just windows, just a, any kind of unusual window can be $10,000. Yeah. In itself, a new one, you know? Well, that's great. 
And when she's done restoring one of those, it's it's just so beautiful with the bronze chain and the yeah. woodwork's back and mm-hmm. it functions now. The paint's off of it because they painted all the hardware and everything when yeah. they painted. You know, like all the window poles, the door handles. <laughs> Even the ropes. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's time consuming when you have like 50 windows. Oh, yeah. It'll keep you busy. Yeah. But you're mm-hmm. you're retired, you said, so. No, I'm not. I am. <laughs> no. All right. I'm newly retired. Yeah, I retired at the end of the year. So I have more time to spend on the house now. Did you, were you in construction, either of you, uh, or are you? Well, I was an engineer for the power company. Yeah. And uh, my family's been into construction. You know, they, they had a construction business. So I had a background to begin with. Okay. Well, that comes in handy too. Yes. And uh, Stacey, what about you? Is your career related to I'm a nurse and pissed, so no. No. Yeah, you're not. Well, that's great. I mean, obviously it's good to have a variety of interests. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> well, it seems like you've done a great job. So people can come stay at your house eventually when the Airbnb yep. yes. is done. When do you think that'll be? We're hoping We're- within six months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm hoping by fall. The kitchen's almost done. Then we just have some more wiring to do. Yeah, we did the bathroom already. One bedroom's completely done. We'll have Mm -hmm. another bedroom and some wiring to do. Well, I'd I'd love to come out and stay there. Buffalo's, I'd love to come see Buffalo. Yeah. I've only really driven by. Come in the summer. Yeah, are you kidding? I'm not going in the winter. (laughs) I know enough about Buffalo not to try to go this time of year. (laughs) Your Instagram is this old house. Allentown. Allentown, Mm -hmm. With underline, underscores, right? Um, I think if you just type in this old house, Allentown, with no spaces, it comes up. They can follow along. Well, I've been enjoying it. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Okay. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to see your house. Right. <laughs> Maybe you'll have the game thing going by the time we get up there. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Not to say that, not assuming you'll just invite me into your regular house, but I'll probably ask. <laughs> of course we will. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time, and I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.